0: Welcome to Season 2 of the Awareness Podcast. There will be a new episode every Friday from one of our four resident hosts and their guests. Tune in for Conversations in Truth with Bill Free, Living in Not Knowing with Jenny Beale, Tools for Awakening with Cindy Krupp, and Living an Awakened Life with me, Susan Telford.
1: Welcome, everyone, to episode ten. One, two, three, four, five, seven, eight, nine. Episode ten of the Tools to Awakening podcast with Cindy and Rana. Hey, Rana.
2: Hey, Cindy. Hey, everybody, <laughs> Good for joining. What are we talking about today? Today. We are talking about patience. Another I just got character. Chills.
1: All right. I um I am impatiently awaiting the teaching on patience. Man, that was a mouthful. Would you like to get us started, Rana?
2: Sure. I would love to. I'd love to share with with us, what uh, what I found. This is so wonderful because each episode there's a new pointing, and so I take that opportunity to not only um, see what I can find in in a Course in Miracles and some of our other literature, but also I, I took a moment to contemplate, you know, what does patience really mean to me, and and that's I've been pointing it in that direction through these episodes with our pausing and and things like that. So I'm grateful for these these tools so much today. Um, Patience for me means trusting God. There's a line in the course that says, patience is a natural to those who trust. And so what I found is watching the story, watching what's going on without any doubt, that in this moment, everything is perfect and all is well. In fact, all is always well. Every moment, all is well. And if it's not, it's because somehow I've fallen asleep and forgotten who I am and what I am, which is awareness and beingness. I've gotten maybe pulled into that story. It was interesting, we were sharing some notes before the meeting and I would like to share, Cindy, if I may. I used a statement and it was noting that my in my own timeline, everything I've ever experienced has always worked out. That gives me that, that basis for trust in the now. But our good friend Cindy pointed out to me that if I'm noting my timeline, then I have now brought the past into a moment where it really doesn't exist. And I just love that for me. So when I'm watching with patience, I am reminded that in this moment I am safe and protected. Nothing needs to be changed. There are no problems to solve. And if there anything seemingly needs to be solved, there is nothing in the world that needs to be changed or done in order for their resolution. My job is to pause with patience, knowingly, without a doubt. One other. quote I would like to share with with us is that, um, is also from A Course in Miracles. It says, infinite patience calls on infinite love, producing results now. It renders time unnecessary. So it was a beautiful pointing for me. I'm so grateful. I'm teachable as well. And, you know, as these episodes build, I just get that opportunity to see where I'm, I'm still thinking I'm a body in some of these instances. And my dear friend, Cindy, helps me look at that and watch that too.
1: Thank you. One of the things that came up in this conversation before we hit the record button was what it was, it was a statement that came up that felt innocent and simple. And from a human kind of experience, one would never have noticed it. And the way I remember the statement, it went something like, life may not feel all that good right now, but I know I can wait it out and all will be well. That's not exactly the verbiage, but it's the way it's coming up in me. And that particular statement has an assumption that things are not well right now. And that there is a future where things will get better. And it's such an interesting thing because that seems innocent enough. Yeah. Only it conflicts. Can you give us that last Quote again about infinite patience?
2: Sure. Infinite patience calls on infinite love, producing results now. It renders time unnecessary. So,
1: and I've got chills, so there's something happening. So essentially, when our attachment to being Something other than what we see or our attachment to our body, mind, personality is fully healed in us. We will no longer need patience simply because everything is eternal. The holy instant explodes within within us and all is simply a rise and fall in consciousness and all is always well, not later, always, right? And when we accept that teaching and hold it in our consciousness, as our, you know, Bill calls it the bodysuit, right? But as our body, mind, personality is the way it comes alive in me. You know, when my sense of a Cindy separate from the world I see is having a moment and she feels contracted or I feel contracted or this feels like a problem and I don't, right? That feels real over and over and over again. You know, our conditioned self, we identify as being that or not, but we identify as being that and it's having a problem and it feels real. And I expect that anyone and everyone who's listening is still in a space of feeling that on some sort of basis. People who are not listening, 99% of the human population believes that they are their problems to solve, right? You could see that. Um, and yet, It's all fantasy. It's all illusion. There's nothing outside of us. So when we notice that within ourselves in whatever flavor um, and we can accept as real as it feels, it ain't real. (laughs) We are the love we seek and all is always well. We can actually move into the borderland, which is something from last year's podcast. If you want to go back and listen, it's awesome. But essentially, all we really have to do, and we can only ever do it now, we can never do it later, is hold our acceptance of these teachings up against this belief that there is a problem and something that needs to change before we're going to be okay. All we really need to do is hold the two next to each other in our awareness and wait. Ah, I said wait watch, observe, be in that moment of seeing what occurs as we hold this so-called problem, whatever it is, next to our trust in the teachings. I'll tell you what happens, but my telling you doesn't, doesn't, hold a candle to the experience. So I'll tell you what will happen. And I ask you to practice. What happens when you hold the light of truth, the light of awareness up against any problem and you observe in awareness, problems dissolve. They must. Because all problems have a timeline, and truth doesn't. Would you like to share anything, Rana, or you want to hear my story? I have a story.
2: I really want to hear your story.
1: All right, this story has a timeline, but that's okay, because I know it only exists now, right? Um. I was living, two years ago, I was living in this apartment where I am now with a couple of fish tanks. I think there were two fish tanks at the time and house plants. And there was a desire to bring a cat into my life. There had been a desire for a number of years to share my life with a feline. And in my head, I envisioned a lap cat. I was like, I'm going to have this cat and the cat and I, we're not going to need anybody else, you know? And this cat is going to crawl up in my lap and purr. And there's going to be this four-legged being in my world that's going to love me unconditionally because cats, that's what cats do. Not all cats do that, but that's, that was what was in my head, right? and uh, i waited because i've been following guidance for a long time but there was this belief that i knew that when the when this cat found me she was she or he was going to immediately crawl into my lap and and all as well you could see for anyone who's watching the video there's a tail here so the day came and and i don't know there was a switch And I called my daughter up. It's fairly close to the beginning of COVID, right? And I said, let's go to the shelter today. Are you free? And she said, yes. So she and I went to the Erie County SPCA, walked in. I said, I want to adopt a cat. And the first thing they said to me was, you know, Lap cats, friendly cats, they're all in the storefront windows at like the pet smarts and stuff. They're easily adoptable. Um, This was the period of time where people were adopting four-legged, like faster than they could become available because everybody was sheltering at home. Um They told us that the only cats that were left at the SPCA were the ones that had either medical problems or behavioral problems. I said, "Well, can we look?" And he said, "Yes." And I'm walking down this hallway, up and down in the hallway. And my daughter said, "I love black cats." And I had never thought about anything. And there was one cat that was very, very friendly with medical needs, and I wasn't—I wasn't feeling it. It had nothing to do with that. And then I—I I saw this cat who was hiding underneath like a cat toy or something, but she was watching me. I said, I'd like to meet this cat. And I don't even remember what her name was at the shelter. I changed the name, Jade or Ebony or something. She was pure black. She is pure black. She's sitting right here. Um, I went and sat for 10, 15 minutes in this enclosure with three or four cats. And she never came within 10 feet of me, and she never stopped watching me. And I was told, you're bringing her home. I could hear it. And there was was disappointment because I wanted a lab cat. Mm -hmm. This cat wouldn't let anyone near her. And so I heard, well, she's your cat, but you don't know why right? I said, oh, I guess I'm taking care of, you know, I gave up. In that moment, I gave up the desire for a lap cat. It took them almost 20 minutes to get her in a cat carrier. She was so afraid. She was very afraid at that time of humans. But they got her in and I brought her home. And the first couple of months, Man, you know, first, I don't know how many weeks she wouldn't leave the back room and I had to leave the back door closed. And I put everything in this back room, um, the food, the, the cat litter, everything. And I could sit quietly in that room and occasionally she would let herself be seen, but mostly, mostly she would um, stay hidden. And only come out to eat and use the litter box when she was alone. And then um, I would leave the door open just a little bit. And there was one day where she ventured out of the room. And she got so scared that she hid under my bed, like she ventured out of that room, scared herself silly, and hid under my bed for like 12 hours. There was another day where she got, somehow managed to get out into the front room. Like I'm literally putting treats in the light to this front door and then leaving her alone. And, and she would come out and the fear would overtake her. She spent 16 hours hiding in my couch one day. And I, I spent some time in the beginning. And I was in a virtual retreat during one of these. So there are witnesses fear and scared. And how do I help her? How do I help her? How do like filling me, like wanting the world to be different, wanting her to not be afraid. And um, somehow I kept asking for help and, and watching the fear and the fear got healed in me. And I let go, knew everything was perfect, wanting things to be just as they are, just letting it all go. And I got real patient and I got real still and I got real accepting of the present moment. I live with a cat now, two years later, that literally sometimes cements me to the couch because I'm there, she crawls in, gets real comfortable and becomes like this dead purring weight in my lap. She has fallen and she has identified that this apartment is hers and any human being that enters the apartment gets created by my four-legged feline now and she will crawl into their laps and purr. I now have a puppy in my apartment that um, she has lots of safe places, but she has started to play with this puppy that's four or five times her size. And she will hiss and swat and say, this is my, my space. Like everything about this cat is fearless. And it always was, it was just an overlay of something that got healed, but it got healed only after I let go of needing it to change and just allowed everything to be the way it is. And can I tell you, I've learned the same lesson with my children, letting go of needing them to change and allowing there is behavior that will occur that they will do that will still trigger me But because of all this work, this work that you and I are sharing every week and all the other work that I'm doing, I recognize, what did you say about present moment gifts? You'll pull up that quote, that anything that triggers me is nothing other than this glorious gift that consciousness, infinite consciousness has provided to let me know where there is a conscious or an unconscious somewhere within me where I still believe that there's something outside of me, A, and B, that whatever it is that's outside of me has the power to affect the peace that I am in truth. And so when I am triggered now, the very first thing I say is thank you. This idea of um,
2: patience seems to... to result in peace. I loved your example. It brought every one of our episodes into full view for me, especially when you sat with the cat and allowed just being with the cat, you know, and what you heard is, this is your cat. And I, I have had that experience myself. And then that beautiful trust, you know, and then every time, you know, the watching and the noticing when somehow we think that there's a problem I need to fix. I need to fix this cat. I need to be worried about this cat. I need to fix my daughter. I need to be worried about my daughter. I need to fix, fill in the blank. And there's just that beautiful space where. You knew all was well, and your steps were shown. Can I
1: interrupt you for just one second? Sure. Because this is subtle, but it shifted everything for me. And there's tears in my eyes, so I recognize that this is a point worth repeating. I didn't know all was well. I trusted all was well. There's a really big difference. Yes. Because the belief that there was a problem to solve was still alive in the body, mind, personality, and the experience. There was continued discomfort on some level within this experience that we call Cindy. There was a belief that all was not well, and that occasionally occurs now in moments. So I didn't know always that all was well. I trusted the teachings and was willing to not attempt to fix things. I was willing to sit in the discomfort and trust that all was well. And that heals the inner discomfort and it shifts the experience. So subtle.
2: It is. Thank you, though. That landed beautifully for me as well. And I mean, in that patience, that's that watching and that trusting. And I guess as I personally have more direct experience with this, I've gone from believing to trusting to knowing but I love the pointing to be ever watchful that when I'm believing these stories, my first thought isn't all as is well. <laughs> and that's another thing to watch for, you know, that don't get sucked into that belief. Thank you so much.
1: Or. Cause I'm going to be subtly. Cause this is my experience again. I still get sucked into believing the world is real and I don't even notice. And, and how long was I unconscious and asleep this time? The key is the moment I notice that I had gotten sucked into a story, it's becoming easier and easier to trust the pointings and to allow, um, allow awareness to heal whatever the belief was that created that momentary uh, forgetting of what yes. we are.
2: And now we're back to the honesty. Being able to recognize when I am out of alignment with that consistency of believing the truth of what I am and not getting caught up in this.
1: Yeah. So you mentioned the pause. You mentioned honesty. We've mentioned trust. Defensive, defenselessness is an important part of this practice, right? Because if we are going to sit in this story that we've created of why we are small and why we have to defend ourselves, then we're never going to get to infinite patience. Um, if you're sitting behind fences, defenses, then, then you're not Giving your willingness to know that all is well right now. Yeah. Joy is what occurs when we accept the present moment. So there's the joy. We've already said there's nothing to do to experience the joy of who we are. It's simply our natural state when we let everything else go. And I can tell you that the moments of joy that I have felt since starting this, um, this journey of discovering self. It, it's like these breakthrough moments where everything just drops. So worth <laughs> sitting still and standing still. Um, gentleness. Yeah. So this is a big part of, um, Of how we approached um, discovering <laughs> where we've been impatient, where we've held some sort of level of waiting for things to change so that we could be okay now. When we discover that, being gentle, being kind, being soft is what allows it all to dissolve. If we judge ourselves um, for our past conditioning, then all we'll receive is more judgment and more fear and and everything else.
2: What I um, think about with the gentleness too, you know, when we first talked about it, I saw it in terms of softening a story when I think there's a you and a me going on. And what's coming for me today is to practice that gentleness on my own being. You know, um, I'm learning a lot through these episodes, you know, and instead I heard the judgment initially, you're wrong. You didn't know. And now that has been softened. I can't be wrong. You know, I'm, I'm seeking the truth. And so it can never be wrong. You know, so I've been more gentle with myself and and noticing and being intolerant of self-judgment and that kind of i can hear it today it's so loud so thank you for that pointing yeah.
1: perhaps the only thing we haven't mentioned yet is
2: generosity
1: that it's almost a non-issue when one is infinitely still in the present moment because everything is here. What we There's a natural flow of give and take, right?
2: I heard that idea practiced in your kitty story. Because there was a, a, a feeling, a movement to get the kitty. And then you went to the place. And there were several options of kitties. You said there were behavioral kitties and medical kitties. And, and so what I, I'm hearing about generosity has a lot to do with motive. And where am I coming from? And in your sitting with that and allowing, you know, the decision, we'll say, <laughs> or the choice to bring home that particular kitty. I heard so much generosity there. It was such a pure motive. You know, it was one of love. Like, I don't care that this kitty is scared and won't come anywhere near me. I have this trust that this is my kitty. Yeah. And then the joy that comes after.
1: I didn't know why, but the the guidance was strong. This has been extraordinary, my friend. I don't know where the last 30 or so minutes went to you.
2: No, I have no idea. Just lovely.
1: Yeah. So, what would you like to read some of those uh, Course in Miracles quotes one more time, and then we could let everybody go into. I was going to say, go where I don't know. Be here, <laughs> but go ahead. Be here now. Yeah.
2: Um, so I have three quotes that I pulled from the. Um, manual for teacher section. I didn't mention this one yet, but I think it's become clearer that I should mention it now. Patience can translate attack into blessing. I really heard that as we were speaking today, Cindy, thank you. And then the two others, patience is a natural to those who trust. And I think this might be our fave of the day. It has definitely made things clearer for me. Infinite patience calls on infinite love, producing results now. It renders time unnecessary.
1: And I am just melting into this moment now. Love us all so very much. Thank you um, for taking this time.
2: (laughs) I'm laughing how does
1: one how does one speak without talking timeline but thank you for trusting this moment and the guidance to share it with us i love us um this is one of a series of podcasts and the tools for awakening podcast series, which is a part of the awareness podcast. Each one of them is a jewel. Please um, listen to all the ones that you're inspired to listen to. Let us know how they're touching you, how they're connecting with you. And um, man, till next
2: time. We love next time. Yeah. It's beautiful. I love us.
0: I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Awareness Podcast. Please remember to subscribe so that you receive a notification each time a new episode is released. Be sure to tune in next Friday for Living an Awakened Life with me, Susan Telford, and my guest, Jack O'Keefe, in an episode entitled the divine power of inner freedom. If you would like to join Jack for her four part masterclass, the gifts and perils of power beginning in November, then click the show notes for this podcast for more details and to register. Jack's podcast is part of the offerings of our spiritual community Evolve and monthly memberships are currently available. The Awareness Podcast is brought to you by the Centre for Awakening in association with Pure Presence Conferences.